Okay. How about a hunk of hunk of burning love? <laughs> Jesse, answer for your crimes. Uh, pass. Welcome to hell. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hell Week, the podcast where we celebrate and discuss all things children's theater. I'm Jacob Kaplan. And I'm Jay Garlow, and we are so excited today to be talking about a 2014 production of Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, a musical by the notorious Andrew Lloyd Webber, which we'll get into his crimes in a bit. It's that, that's also, that's Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber to you. Sorry, I, no. To me, we, we fought a war so that I don't have to call him Sir. Like, I'm not calling that's that true. man Sir. That, this yeah. is what, yeah, Revolutionary War was for. Was so that I don't have to call Andrew Lloyd Webber Sir. I will call Dame Judi Dench, Dame Judi Dench, Dame Judi Dench. I'll call Dame Judi Dench, I'll call her Jane <laughs> Judi Dench. I'll I'll call her and I'll have a great convo. I'll just call her because I love that woman. She's got something to say. Um. So yeah, we're talking about Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. This is a 2014 production that's situating us firmly in the Obama presidency. And today we have just the most spectacular guest we can imagine. Uh, we're going to get into that in a minute. We're recording this separately because... We have no fucking clue how to record an intro, and we got a little shy when our guest was on, and we did not record a real intro. Uh, so this is this is the this is the intro that you're getting right now. We will discuss our guest, but we're gonna blue ball you about who it is for now. Yeah, you're gonna have to edge yourself till we begin <laughs> the actual podcast. So we're going to discuss Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Uh, we didn't discuss this with our guest, though obviously he does have a very personal connection with the show. But why don't we, the two of us, discuss our connection with Joseph? What's, what's your connection, Jacob? So Joseph is a show that I believe I have never seen live. Um, maybe yeah. a high school production like when i was very young uh those uh frequent listeners to the podcast will know that my uh mom was a middle school principal and she, we would often Shout go out. to these schools the schools uh productions of high schools that her former students would go to so maybe it was in the mix there uh, more sure. than anything my association with joseph as may be the case for many people is the 1999 uh uh movie version of yes. joseph and the amazing technicolor dreamcoat which i i talk about briefly in the uh the episode but is i will say for a show that i don't particularly love a fantastic movie adaptation of a musical and i feel like a great uh, standard for what, if you're going to make a musical into a movie, the possibilities of, like, what you can do to elevate that. Um, it's Donny Osmond. It's Maria Fried. I'm, I'm not going to get too into it because we do talk about uh, the, the cast in the episode, but the movie I had on VHS, and I definitely watched a lot. I exact same with me i was now just thinking back like have i ever seen a live stage production of joseph and like I really, really do not think I have. It's honestly weird. Our guest, again, not saying his name, was talking a bit about how, like, this was sort of like a prestige show for their school, which, like, I didn't want to call him out on that in the moment, but, like, this is not, this is not a good 
show to put on in a high school. This is a weird ass show to put on in a high school. Although I read on the Wikipedia page that it has been put on in 20,000 high schools. That's probably not true, but it's on 20,000 performances at high school, which probably is around 20,000 high schools. It's, you know, my school, I don't think, probably did, not in my time did it. We did an Andrew Lloyd Webber show, actually, that was the U.S. premiere of an Andrew Lloyd Webber show, not because oh we my were God. so ahead, of, not because we were so ahead of the game. Yeah, we should actually okay. watch that for one week. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. The show is so bad. It's called uh, "The Boys in the Photograph," and it's a show basically okay. about it's the story of the troubles in Ireland as told through two opposing uh, teenage soccer teams. It that just, just feels right. Andrew Lloyd Webber doesn't episode. know shit about the troubles. Shut the fuck up, Andrew Lloyd Webber. Oh, also, I lied. I have seen a stage production of... I don't know how the fuck I forgot this. I have seen a stage production of Joseph. It was... How did I forget this? Oh, my God. It was put on at my middle school, but I was in ninth grade. So I had just graduated middle school. But I went back because um, all my friends who were in... Had been in sixth and seventh grade when I was in eighth were, of course, in the show. That production was wild because they chose to do two narrators so they had two people singing including the girl who had played annie the year before in annie jr who was then a seventh grader and i feel like they felt they couldn't give her something less than annie's Mm. they were like we have to give you the narrator and joseph was a girl wow which not to tease too much of this this production uh continues our trend of high school theater would rather cease to exist than gender bend a single role yes absolutely um so i have seen that production i remember distinctly so my uh the the boy i had a crush on in when i was in eighth grade he was in seventh grade and i remember going on yahoo answers and asking like what do i do if i have a crush on a seventh grader and all the answers assumed i guess i was an adult and they were like seek help well, obviously, it's not going to – you're definitely the weird one. At least you are the minority of being, like, a ninth grader asking that. Usually, No, I was, an eighth, I was an eighth grader, but yeah. Even. Um, but I sim, same with you. I watched the Joseph movie so many times, like, really imprinted on that as a child, knew the music really well, watched it recently as an adult, and was like, honestly, this still slaps – Andrew Lloyd Webber sucks, but he freaked it like a little bit on a few songs in this musical. There's a, there's a few songs in this, you know, again, I don't love his stuff. There's a few songs in this that are like, these are really good. Um, these yeah. are these are really good. It's Jesus Christ yeah. Superstar is the same thing of like, there's a few songs in there where I'm like, I'm really into that. I like a lot of Jesus Christ Superstar. Again, though, I think he needs to like pull from a different source than the Bible, like picks another thing. He really go- went from, like, the original source material. And, and yeah. then... When are we going to get to a musical that's not based on the Bible? Like, I think we're going we're gonna, to, like, pretend... Like, the next one's going to be Jesus Christ Superstar. We're going to be like, this is actually a Bible podcast. Like, sorry, like, we're actually proselytizing. It's like you thought that this was already a niche podcast, but no, it's specifically <laughs> a children's theater review podcast for biblical shows yeah. from the 70s. We could keep going for probably at least a year just doing oh, that. Oh, yeah. But... Oh, there's... Yeah. But we're not gonna. But we're not going to. After... I mean, 
Now, I wouldn't call Book of Mormons not a biblical show. That's a different, that's a contemporary show about. No. Also, are high schools doing that now? No, but I bet they're, I bet that's the equivalent of like, in in our era, kids wanting to do Wicked. Like, I feel like it's like, yes, yeah, I would, that's, that's I, not going to happen. We're going to talk about that when we get to some, uh, like, uh, illegal production of Wicked. But I saw a production of Wicked that was created at a JCC that was a combo of The Wizard of Oz and Wicked. And they, like, stole the, like, karaoke tracks from Wicked, but you could still hear the people singing. It was so horrible. There maybe we'll do a bottle episode one week and have a, and do a summer camp feature because summer oh, camp. Shows, I mean, we have to. Especially, yeah. I mean, and there's the French. Wait, that's a great. What if it's like during the summer we do summer uh, camp shows? Camp. That's actually a great idea. Yeah. Because there's both like I mean there's Frenchwood stage door like theater camps but then there's sure, also like yeah, yeah. my camp which was not a yeah. theater camp and what we would what would happen is the director he was this like crazy guy who basically made every show more of like a spectacle for himself than like an action so what he would do is like one year they did like monsters university was the play (laughs) and he just like and he just like transcribed the movie of monsters university what were the songs like it was like a jukebox musical they did they did mirrors by justin timberlake and but the way that it Mm -hmm. (laughs) what had happened was that earlier in the summer two older counselors like in their 30s uh were dating and the guy proposed to the the girl and it oh was my obviously God. like the biggest story so yeah. in the middle in the middle of the show apropos of nothing five girls not even in character come out and go this next song is dedicated to steven and jamie and then they just <laughs> sang five girls five girls acapella yes. mirrors all right, well, uh, now we're going to hear from our guests. So, past Jake and Jacob, take it away. Take it away. <laughs> Welcome to Hell Week. Back for a second week. This is a big one. We got a guest. We're very excited. We're, we we're actually, very excited. <laughs> the biggest problem with talking for hours and hours on end about a show we hadn't seen was nearly not, four hours. Nearly four was not knowing anyone who was in it. Um, right now we have we have someone we have I would say the star of at least Act Two of the 2014 production of Joseph and Joseph the Amazing, Amazing Color Dream Coat. Dream Coat. Yes. <laughs> Should we should we just get into it? So this is well, let's just this this hell week and our guest, you may know him from such productions as Cyrano de Bergerac, Drunk Soldier Number One. You may know him as the Fork or the Gaston Crony in Beauty and the Beast. You may know him as Claudio from Much Ado About Nothing. You may also know him from Roscoe Dexter in Singing in the Rain, though I don't think he knows who Roscoe Dexter is. You may know him as Gangster Number Two from the Drazzy Chaperone, or Hopkins, and an understudy of John Proctor uh, in The Crucible, uh, Eddie McCune in the musical comedy Murders of 1940, Dracula and Dracula, and of course, a role whose name I don't know in the Broadway production of Leopold Schott. It is my cousin, Jesse Aronson. Um, I, I feel like I should, I want to just say a couple pieces <laughs> of revisionist history before we get okay. into it. I was not drunk soldier. I was drunk slash oh, soldier. Okay, okay. In Cyrano de Bergerac. Thank you. 
And I was entrusted with lines as a freshman. And I actually still remember my first line of Cyrano de Bergerac. And I will recite. Yeah, I was, even if you didn't ask, I was going to say it. (laughs) I I stumbled on at at 14 years old with an empty (laughs) bottle of wine in my hand. And I said, here sits the spot for a jolly old sot to sip his burgundy here in the house of Burgundians, and then I fell to I the just have to say, so we've been, so, before we started recording, we had amazingly bad microphone quality. When you said that line, something shifted, I think, and, like, the levels <laughs> went up, the quality went up. I, I We're in the presence of a star here. You brought the character yeah. into it, and then the sound followed. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And and then I do just want to say, Gangster yes. number two in The Drowsy Chaperone, I know it sounds like it might be an ensemble role, it was actually a principal. Is role. that true? Um, <laughs> it is true. It's absolutely true. Okay, and to clarify for everyone, these are all high school roles because that is what I asked <laughs> Jesse to send me. <laughs> so these are these. Are, this was all at Cherry Creek High School. Which let's get a little bit into that. Let's do so, some demographics and yeah. We got so we got Cherry Creek High School in Denver, Colorado. Um, and so for those of you who don't know, because you. Uh, our podcast has only been going for two weeks. What we did last week and will continue to be doing is give a little spice, a little demographic information about the town, a little history about the show. And uh, for this episode, I didn't really look up anything about Cherry Creek High School because I thought maybe our guest who attended Cherry Creek High School could just t- mm-hmm. fill in fill in the blanks here. What yeah. what 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 is the essence of Cherry Creek High School in Denver, Colorado. It's not great. Um, I okay. would say uh, it was a it was a really really white high school, uh, and, and it was clear um, from the production but, of but Joseph. You, yeah, you wouldn't know yeah. it watching Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't know it watching um, fifteen white kids play Egyptians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, we'll get into no, it. No, it was it it was a, it was an exceptionally it's an exceptionally white mm-hmm. area of Denver, which in itself is an exceptionally white city. I'm glad to say we never did West Side I'm Story. I'm so glad to hear it. Um, I'm happy to say we never did Hairspray. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So some people in some part of their mind were making decisions that were not uh, necessarily to the detriment of our well, image as a high school. But uh, the, the specific choices within Joseph would beg to differ, but... I do, yeah. They would, yeah. they would. I have um, a, just a couple questions about <laughs> the, I mean, so this is how, first, how big is the high school? How many students? Also, how, where did the money come from for this show? Well, yeah, that's a big question. <laughs> so we, we can get into that a little bit more, but the high school itself is massive. I graduated with 3,600 people, I think. In just your Wait, graduating I mean, class? Sorry. <laughs> Let's run that back. I'm, I'm on like 11 or 12 yes. hours of sleep right now, which I know should make me feel more <laughs> alert, but I'm feeling less alert. 950, I think, was Okay, my still class. big. All right. And it was still a... Big. Yeah. Yeah, it was a, a 3,600-person high school. And I, I remember before I went to college, everyone being like, you know, it's really like... It's like a liberal arts college campus. And then I went to college and I was like, my high school was nothing like a college campus, but... You know, it was a cool thing. It was a cool thing to say. So if you imagine kind of like stereotypical big high school, like how is your school similar to that? How is your school different from that? Just to get what? some context. No, that's not a good question. It explained then how, what is a stereotypical big high school? Like, like I'm thinking like in, 
Like in no. the movies where it's like the quarterback is like yeah, the king okay. of the school. I, I, I'm going to give you the most emblematic example okay. I can give you of my high school. There was a, there was a strip in the parking lot. There, so actually, there were three parking lots. There was the west parking lot, which was kind of like the cooler parking lot yeah, yeah, yeah. for some reason. We had, we had one of those at my school too. Then there was, yeah. Then there was the east slash fine arts parking lot which I opted for because my locker was in the choir hallway. And okay. I, I will say, I of was course. considered cool, even though my locker was in the choir hallway. <laughs> I sort of, I sort of uh, bobbed effortlessly between both worlds. And then there was, there, was a, there was a parking lot called the IC Strip, which doesn't matter. But then, in the west parking lot, there was a strip called Stony. Okay. I'm going to pause for... I'm gonna pause so you guys can get the chills out I, of for it all the uh, all the Cherry Creek a, High School students are quaking yeah. in their boots right now. Yeah. So Stony was reserved for the coolest of the cool. How did they measure but this? And, a, parking who's validation. Giving, and who's giving out these spots? Like who's the who's the kingmaker here? No. Here is the here is the craziest part about it. The the biggest paradox about Stony is that the coolest students would get to the parking lot, like, at 6.45 in the morning cool. to make sure that they got those spots. <laughs> I know. It's the yes. opposite of cool. To wake up at, like, 5.15, put your makeup on, yeah. get to Stony so you have the coolest parking spot. Um, now, the most embarrassed I ever was as a theater kid in high school, because, like I said, I sort of bobbed between these two worlds of the cooler kids and then the theater kids. Um the theater kids decided to stage this was in 2013 so around the occupy wall street um yes very uh, formative to our high school experience the theater kids decided one morning to stage with with picket signs and dressed up like you know the 99 percenters an occupy stony protest where they got there at probably 5 50 in the morning camped camped out in the parking lot and made sure that the cool people couldn't park there why didn't they just park there and then, like, sort of overthrow the the norm in that way? Because they were theater kids and they had a sense of <laughs> when you say they, you're separating you're drama. separating you're yourselves not from them. Oh, I was not going to be a part of anything called Occupy Stony. I was perfectly happy parking in my spot way over in the farther parking well, lot. Well, no, but here's care. my question. Then were you were you a friend of? the stony parkers were you on that level this was this oh another part about stony it was reserved only for seniors mm-hmm. oh that's okay. so mm-hmm. no no one no juniors could no park jews there could and park this there. happened and no jews could park there <laughs> <laughs> that would be no a problem it seems at your school based um, on the uh based on the intro which we could talk about <laughs> demographically speaking there was a fair amount of of yeah, Jewish, I could say that Denver. There yeah, were a fair yeah. amount of Jews there. My, my I'm yeah, also so I'm yeah. curious. Like, so he, I'm getting a good sense of this school. Where mm-hmm. sort of culturally and where does the theater department fall within that? Are the kids who do theater more like outcasty, or is it more like oh, it's cool to do theater? Because I, I, from my watching this show, I'm like these kids don't seem like outcasts. I that's exact. That was my thought too. So I'm yeah. I mean. The audience was eating this show Absolutely. In my memory, I was never embarrassed to be doing the shows. And because it was such a big school, 
I think everyone usually came to the, you know, big spring musical, which I think is typical in a lot of schools, you know, everyone goes and sees the one main production of the year. Like I said, I, I hate to, to belabor this point to make it sound like I'm cooler than I am, but because I was friends with the cooler kids, it's this when is, I would have I, a big this leading... Sound, I, I'm going to have to stop you right here. This sounds to me like you're, like, who are you trying to prove this to? Because Obviously yourself. Myself. Sure, 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 sure. Um, okay, sorry, continue. <laughs> well, okay, if you really want to dig into the, into the hierarchies That's of characters. absolutely yeah. that, that could be, that could be, that could be sort a of the whole thing. Okay. Okay. this whole thing, so, yeah. Um, we could do a spinoff season two if you want. That's you great. That's great. My, my friends, my main friend group. So not the theater or the choir or the speech and debate kids. I was part of all three of those. They, though that's sort of a beautiful Venn diagram. Yeah. Though. Yeah. Right. My friends that were separate from the sort of arts world were, we were in with the cool crowd, but we felt that we were cool to ourselves. We were kind of like, we, we felt we were quirkier mm-hmm. or cooler or had different interests. There were kids that were skaters in my friend group and, and some kids that played lacrosse and some that so played tennis. So those to me are polar theater. opposites. You say there are kids who were skaters and kids who played lacrosse. Those are not, those are different. You were yes. pulling from different areas. Okay. Oh, so that's, of. yeah, yeah. That, w- that was the beauty of my friend group. Okay. And because of that, we had some sort of purchase in in with the kids that were the uh, Jacob you asked if my high school was mm-hmm. typical the foot the football player group like we had we we were friends with them and so we would go to the the coolest of the cool parties at the richest of the rich okay. houses but we also had fun on our own so because of that anytime i was in a musical or a play especially when i was headlining as Dracula or the Pharaoh, my boys would come out. They would out show up, show out, as I've learned up the they lads. <clears throat> that, yes. And that is that is also such a, because part of, I've, one of my favorite things that we do, and it's just, it's distilling the uniquely only in high school mm-hmm. elements of these shows. Yeah. That is such a one of those of like, the guy who uniquely has athletic guy friends who are coming to the one musical they've and you either could, ever And you could to- tell we got to get into the show because there's more more than enough to talk about here. <sighs> but first, just to describe, uh, this is, of course, some of Andrew Lloyd Webber's worst work um, among just a, an <laughs> oove of horrible work, um, though I do have to say I personally imprinted on the 1999 direct-to-video Donny Osmond production of Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Yeah, so this is, of course, Genesis chapter 39, which we see on that on that uh, little teacher's board at the beginning. Again, we're going to get into it. Uh, set to music. It's a sung-through musical described on Wikipedia as a pop cantana, uh, which I, I couldn't tell you what that means, but that's beautiful. Um... I think we just need to get into the show. Uh, do we start with the overarching question or do we get into that? I have, I, I think I, I just, I can't begin talking about this without yeah. the, the most important part, which is that if you watch this on YouTube, which in many ways, this is a musical to be watched online and it is edited as such. Yeah. 
Jesse, I, we can talk about this throughout. My biggest question, the video has 80,000 views. And if you add up the two I, I act know. twos that are available online, close to probably 150,000 views. It's crazy. <laughs> we, uh, how do we get there? How, like, yeah. What, Is there an what? oral history of this? I, I have no idea. So I, I mentioned before that I'm still family friends with the director. His name is Jimmy Miller. I think he just moved to Spain recently. And his husband, Robert, was the videographer and sound mixer. Uh, Robert and Hubbard. Robert Hubbard. So Jimmy actually took over as director my senior year because prior to Jimmy, there was a, there was a guy named Mark Devine. He left. Jimmy came in. And Jimmy sort of wanted to revitalize or revamp what was going on in the theater. It was good before, but Jimmy had new ideas and he was a little younger and a little more maybe connected with the current theatrical environment of Colorado. So Robert would record, Robert would film over the three or four, or if it was two weekends, six or seven performances, he would record all of them. There's some obvious continuity errors in the show if you watch it. Um, and then he would cut it all together and he would send them to us for free. I mean, he was doing a That's ton of work. insane. It's cut together yes, it's, beautifully. It's a gorgeous piece of videography, truly. It's filmed well. It sounds good. It also looks – I don't know if this is just the camera. It looks like the largest stage I've ever seen. Yes. Like it was yeah. like 40 feet long. Yeah. It, it looks big. No, I totally agree. I mean, watching it – I haven't watched it in – probably five years. And I was like, this looks good. I don't understand how this looks so good. So I don't know. I think it was uploaded in 2016. Yeah, it's just six years ago. And yeah. Yeah. And, and the production was 2014. So that's two years where it was not on YouTube. But in the ensuing six years, it has clearly, I mean, the comment section is alive and well people are commenting that and we're going to get into the comments later in a whole little comment corner but just to set the scene for people people are commenting like this is my favorite take it to broadway this is my favorite production of joseph ever like this there you've got fans in the comments yeah but the short answer is that i've i have no idea why well i would say this is also like why i'm so glad to have someone in the cast here like can you put this production in context with other musicals you did during your time in high school? Was this considered like, oh, this is a really good one? Or is this like, where does it fit? You know, when you're in high school and you do a, a quote, heavy air quotes, good production, everyone goes, oh, this is the best production that we've ever seen at Cherry Creek. And you never know what that means. I mean... And then, and then there's lore for years after. When I was a freshman, Thoroughly Modern Millie was talked about like this. <laughs> that feels right. You know, yeah. banner production. Yeah. Another deeply racist. So production. racist. You know, I've never seen it. I've never seen it. My high school did it, and I wish we hadn't. But Janine Tesori went to my high school, so we did all, all of her available musicals. It's, it's a shame that it's an unproducible musical because it's that's so good. I l- regularly listen gorgeous. to it. I gotta watch. Janine freaked Janine it way no more than Andrew Lloyd Webber ever could or could dream of. So, and Jake, uh, Jake and I, yeah. and Jesse, Andrew, this is separate. Like, I also, and this show, this production, this specific watching Joseph again solidified it. I would say I don't like Andrew Lloyd Webber pretty firmly. He's and, he's no. one of the worst men, men 
end of sentence. Yeah. Um, yeah. I saw Bad Cinderella this week. Which <laughs> oh was... my god, really? That needs to be its own section. Wow. Which was... I mean... I watched what, every YouTube video available about Bad Cinderella, so I can't believe you were in the theater. It was, I mean, it was an incredible experience to be seeing, just mm-hmm. because it was insane as a show. Yeah. It was probably one of the worst shows I think I've seen in recent memory, but yeah. that that's separate. That's, we're not talking about that. That's a whole other thing. Okay, I'm going to keep, I'm going to be our sort of drill keep sergeant here, yeah, yeah. because we don't have that yes. long with everyone, and we have so much to get to. That's so good. I want to, it's, 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 blo- bloated. it's a blo- it's, bloated. it's bloated. So I want to get to, I think we're going to get to the larger <laughs> questions, you know, as they come up, sure. but why don't we just get into the show? So it, and let's discuss Rob Hubbard's beautiful work. It does start with, uh, like, maybe seven to eight minutes of credits. Opening uh, credits, yeah. A lot yeah. of Jews I'm seeing in the in the credits, uh, in the production. And, again, it really, it strikes you in the opening. It strikes you throughout the show. So many boys. Where did they come from? Can you talk yeah. a little about this? How do we get yeah. here? Who, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Who are the, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is interesting. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of schools cast not all boys as the boys. I would say it's they usually they wouldn't cast all boys. I don't know what happened, but in looking at the cast, I was like, oh, that person was a freshman who had never done a musical before. Yeah. Oh, the guy who plays, um, well, I'm sure we'll get to this later, the, the Calypso song, uh, but Jackson is... A dear, dear friend of mine to this day, and he was a choir kid throughout high school, had never acted in his life, and was convinced by myself and others to audition for it and got the role and had them. So all these people were doing a show for the first time. Because that's what I was wondering. Is it is this a school where there's a huge core of like of like 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 normal looking kind of buff guys doing or is it like are we pulling no we can't jacob you can't even start on that yet we we because that's then fine do you want to get into it there's the credits and then there's 40 naked boys on stage can we let's just fucking get into it we yeah i i I mean i don't even know it yeah so so my can we set the scene there's you the the curtain rises and all we see are shirtless 14 year olds so i would boys specifically hey some of them were 17 and 18 okay so many questions about the shirt yeah so many questions and why yeah because all of you kind of looked emaciated which is maybe just a function of being teenage boys but i'm also worried i think yeah it's i'm also that. worried it was sort of like a prep for the production like uh ant-man style sort of yeah i don't think there was any external pressure like <laughs> from the director or or well i, I wasn't in the home no i'm gonna have already pushed back there was external pressure because someone made the choice that you all had to be shirtless and that led to whatever it led to who made that choice name names you know well, the, these costumes were. I know earlier someone asked about the budget of the show, and they're they're pretty nice costumes. These costumes were rented from a different production, or that I believe Jimmy, the director, had built these costumes for a different show, and so 
he used them maybe for free, maybe he rented them, I'm not sure. I have a direct answer to that because Robert Hubbard replied to someone in the comments saying, someone said the costume budget for this production is clearly massive, and he said, actually, the director happened to be a professional costumer, 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 which is costume costume him, him, uh, which was a great asset to the program. He never liked the idea of renting costumes, so avoided it whenever possible, and then it goes on, but... That that's is a great the answer. Op- that's a great opinion yeah. to have. I don't like the idea of renting costumes. Okay, so w- at what point in the rehearsal process? Aud- at what point do the shirts come off? It's. I would imagine yeah. it's not a. I would imagine it's not the audition. But but let us know. And did it happen during Tech Week? Because if it started during Tech Week, that's not enough time. Right. I feel like it was. I, I don't remember. I feel like it was known throughout the process that the shirts were going to come off. But they came off during tech. Okay, so this is sort of, yeah. I don't, I don't remember being, you know, we rehearsed in the fine arts lobby. We did not rehearse okay. on stage because the stage was used for other, okay. other things and we didn't have a set. So we rehearsed in the lobby space. And I don't remember being in the lobby of my fine arts building shirtless and thank goodness. for like two This months. sounds to me yeah. like when you know you're going to have to do a stage kiss in high school, but the idea of that is so repulsive that you like say you like make yourself so anxious about it and you save it till tech week and like yeah. all the emotions come out then it sounds like maybe a comparable situation yeah, my question agreed. is uh makeup on the chest were people was there foundation did you do i saw a little ab work maybe on joseph but we can we could talk about that <laughs> um i had set a picture of myself as the pharaoh as my profile picture after the production and someone commented on it like the guy who played jackson my friend who played Mm -hmm. judah or benjamin i can't remember not benjamin because benjamin is the one is the child who got uh yeah okay okay then it's judah judah commented something about me drawing on abs which i never did i was above that because i was do unhealthfully so i was doing sit-ups like all the time sure and by the way to, to speak still on, on the, the deep trauma that this production probably did on me. I was watching this video being like, oh, I you were good. like I You mean, were like pre-pubescent. Like- <laughs> yeah, 17 years old, not an ounce yeah. of body fat on No, exactly. Like, it's just I like, I it's like, like just this, you know, I, you know what I'm going to, I'm going to hold back after our last episode. I had an issue as well. <laughs> and the only thing I was going to say, I, I looked at also on the Wikipedia article for your high school. By far, the most notable alumni were athletes, and I was like, oh. "Is this like a is oh. this like a sports focused school? Like what? What is you know? There is like a brawn that is being brought to this production. <laughs> it was cast with a brawn in mind. Yeah, that was sort of the buzzword they were using for for the casting of the show. Brawn. I I think my first the first thing I pulled out was after the credits was that the narrator's um sort of like role play of being a teacher which this is the only time this really comes up but she's like did you do your math homework Yeah, there were some great, and I'm wondering, <laughs> were there improv lines or there were lines that did not feel yeah. in the script? And this is before we bring out the iPad, which is a separate question. The iPad <laughs> is a separate question. <laughs> the iPad. 
The iPad, by the way, I believe born out of the Ellen selfie at the Oscars. <laughs> yes. I think it was yes. a lot. Oh, I guess actually, yeah, this was 20. That would have been like a, a, a relevant cultural touch point at the time. Okay. Totally relevant at the time. Um, I think those were improvised lines. I think we were all given some freedom to 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 color outside I, the lines. Well, we know bit. you were given well, you know, some you freedom did, yeah. to color outside <laughs> the lines. Karen. Yeah. By the way, Karen. Yeah, Karen. If you're listening. Yeah, we're gonna this, again. Um, we can't get to Karen yet. So I'm in a committed okay, relationship. But but you're open for Karen. It's a rule you, you have. I mean, I think I would. Karen's okay. Your Karen free pass. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah exactly. So, I, uh, I think we should just maybe briefly touch on the children's choir and then never talk about the, them again. But how how did you? access these children because none of them have stage presence and i'm i am willing to go out on a limb and say that i'm yeah i'm very curious about the children's chorus tell us is this a is this a staple of every production that you guys do or was that just this show this is a well no this is a common joseph thing so yeah yeah so cherry creek high school was a high school on its campus and next to it was a middle school called campus middle school and the theater department or the choir department of campus middle school. And then I actually believe, I can't remember what it was called, but there was an elementary school next to campus. So there were basically three. So they were they were drawn from uh, campus and the elementary school. A couple of them were children of teachers. Uh, our choir teacher, who was the musical director of the show, her son was in the children's chorus. And here is the craziest thing that has happened to me in the last year. About two months ago, I received a DM on Instagram from a person who is now either a freshman or a sophomore at the University of Michigan, where I attended, uh, who went to Cherry Creek High School as well. I didn't know there was anyone from my high school that went to Michigan, especially in the theater program. And she says, hey... Uh, I congrats on on being on Broadway. I just wanted to tell you that I was in the children's chorus of Joseph when I was nine years old. And now they're in college. And now they're a freshman or sophomore in the musical theater department at the school I attended. That's so wow. wild. I had to take a step. I just, I mean, I had to sit. Down. I had to put the phone down and reflect for a few minutes because I was freaked out. I mean, all I can say is I was freaked out. And then watching. The video back, I was searching for this person, and I'm pretty sure I found her. I don't really know what she looks like because I've only seen her on the internet once, but I'm pretty sure I know which one she is. And That's beautiful. I love that connection. You know, this – because this was – this was 2014, which we were – all three of us were in high school at that point. It did sort of make me confront my age a little bit of how – because – and I specifically am thinking of one boy – and one boy's hairstyle, which which I don't know if you're Jake or Jesse. I, I feel there's, like I know who you're talking about. There's one boy's hairstyle, which is so like you look at it and you're like, this is a different era than the one we are currently is in. Is it like one of the freshman boys who looks like Justin Bieber? It's it's the with like oh <laughs> like long blonde. Yeah, the lo- hair. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, this is a day. And I was watching it. My, my roommate was also watching parts of this with me. And then she independently clocked it as well. Like, oh, my yeah. God, that hair. Yeah. So it would. It's so a the relic. fact that, yeah, that the children's chorus are now adults in college. 
totally makes like yeah. that totally fits with that but that is crazy yeah it's terrifying yeah i think so i think we should get into a quick choreography corner here because yeah. so let's get into we have that does anyone have anything really notable to say about the opening number that the narrator and joseph sing that's sort of a flop one no. of the biggest flops of the century so boring yeah i was watching with my girlfriend who is a casting professional yeah. And she was like, this is a fucking sleepy way exactly. to open a musical. Yes. There's no yeah. energy in she's, it. And she's so right for that. It's They sh- literally should just open with Jacob and Sons, which is we are getting to now. It's which a, is banger a banger and a half. This is when, of course, all the boys shout your names, jump on shirtless. This is sort of the fearful opening. Do you think the parents, and again, we had to just suppose at this, were, were the parents... Uh, my my aunt Susie, how did you? How did they all feel about all the shirtless boys on stage? I gotta say, there was something in the air in 2014 in February, late in the late days of February and the early days of March. There was snow on the ground in Colorado. People were coming into the Egyptian desert, seeing shirtless boys, and they were bought in from yeah. the yeah, get go. I mean, yeah, that feels right. The energy is is palpable even over YouTube. You can imagine how it felt. It was thick. Yeah. No, the with audience is loving it. The audience couldn't love this more. I will say though, the audience is loving it. But for after for like the the first twenty five minutes of this show are so like efficiently paced. I didn't even yeah. know if there <laughs> wasn't. I mean, I didn't know if there was an audience until about like twenty five minutes in. I heard applause. Yeah, there's not really room for clapping <laughs> at the beginning. <laughs> No. I said I wrote somewhere the pacing of the show is, is I wrote is somewhere wild. like this show is being run with like a military grade precision. <laughs> it, yeah. I know that I think that's one of the I think that's one of the good things about this production of the show is it does just chug along. The orchestra is on top of Oh my god, keys. I had yeah. they're mostly they're mostly playing in key. There's they're playing more in like key. I would say that some of the harmonies Within the actual show, but <laughs> yeah, um, the, some of the mixing there's there's like one soprano yes, voice I, that's sort the of pro- floating the mixing the on every uh, ensemble harmony is sort of like oh these girls have not gotten their chance to shine why don't we just crank up those mics and turn they should in, yeah. not yeah turn yeah. those right down. Jacob, were you, were you having something to say here? I was doing a mic turning. I think I was also thinking of. Jake, I was worried about you in particular watching the, when the children's chorus comes on, but also like because of we talked about this last time, the the jarring nature of like fifty kids screaming. I was scared. I was frightened. Yeah. What were, yeah. <laughs> I well yeah. The Jacob and Sons is scary, but let's talk about the choreo because um, I think this is the moment when I realized that the choreo was going to be sort of a big part of this production. We had sort of a jazz square type. It was like, Jacob, Jacob, it's a, like a big, like, yeah, yeah. yeah that, and first of all, you say, you say a lot of these boys had not done theater before. Nearly everyone was hitting their marks, including you, which your core, you were, well, the camera loves you. You were, you were the feature of most, I would say, of that, this song. But uh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to say that. I think the first thing I wrote yeah. in my notes for my rewatch is I'm doing a lot. You're doing a lot. I mean, <laughs> I think I was in that show going, yeah, in 10 years, I'll be on Broadway <laughs> and I'll be doing a podcast where we can talk about this. So why not give 150%? But it makes, it made sense. Like Joseph is a show that is like, I mean, it's silly 
And you you were being silly. It's sort of gonzo choreography, I feel like I'm <laughs> but doing But you, you a knew, bit of. like, and I speak to this as someone who was in the musicals, but always a backline dancer, because I could not dance or move. So I know you were front and center for a lot of these dances, and that usually is an intentional positioning. So uh, among, like, dancers and movers, yeah. were you generally kind of towards the top ability-wise? In this one, I was. That's what it seemed like. Pre- yeah. Prior to this, I recently received a Facebook message You're getting from messages other... and messages from people coming out of the woodwork. <laughs> I know. Get on Broadway once and see what comes <laughs> out of the woodwork. Yeah. Uh, this is my the, – the, the former high school theater director, Mark okay. Devine, messaged me and, and sent a really, really, really nice message. Just, you know, sort of saying, I remember you freshman year. I cast you as drunk soldier number two, of course. And then he said, in Singing in the Rain, I really wanted to cast you as Cosmo, you know, of, the friend. Of make him laugh. Yeah, yeah. So, make him laugh. Yeah, yeah. Make him laugh. But you couldn't tap dance. And I, my mom sent me to emergency tap lessons for the month leading up to the Singing in the Rain auditions, and I couldn't make it work. So I was never a good dancer. I could always basically figure it out. But like you said, Jacob, I was a backline dancer. Something came over me, I think because I was one of the two best dancers in this chorus of boys who mostly couldn't dance. So I sort of had to assume the dance captain status That's in the really show. what it seemed like, yeah. We, and let's talk, so you, you were A, hitting all your marks. I would say B, the choreography. Again, same as Godspell, every very biblical show that we're doing has a lot of stomping choreo. You, you were like... You so were like an, a hitting, really just like stomping that stage. Like, I mean, you both remember the feeling of being in a show that runs for three or four <laughs> performances. Like you're you're, you're giving your count. all no yeah, matter yeah. what. There's no marking. There is no marking anywhere to be found. In no, this show. no, no, for sure. How, how many shows did you do, by the way? Like how many does it was it a one week, two week run? I kind of think it was a two weekend okay. run. Okay, we're gonna keep we're gonna keep moving. What do people have to say about Jacob and Sons? Or are we moving on to what's? I need to look at the track list. Only only question I had, and this was just back in our earlier. I said, were there any were there politics of who wore and didn't wear shirts? Because there were a couple guys who were. There not. was maybe one or two guys not wearing a shirt. Yeah. Was that yeah? Were there any politics there? Or that just is how it unfolded. I don't remember, and I can't remember. I I, I can't decide if it's worse that the director decided that those people didn't wear shirts or if those people decided that they didn't wear shirts. It's kind of, it was kind of like a swimming shirt. Yes. I just have one thing I really want to say about Jacob and Sons, and that's that the guy who plays Jacob... Doesn't sing. Yeah, couldn't can, sing. He couldn't and sing. And is not singing. <laughs> and his, his speak singing is so unbelievably funny to me. It, it's amazing. It I mean, felt like... He was a, de- he was a decent actor... I yeah, remember, it felt like he, um, like, this, it, when he spoke the words, I was like, yeah, this should be spoken. Like, I, he really sold it. Oh, you know, I never really loved another in all my life. And Joseph was my joy because he reminded me of her. <gasps> Jacob. <laughs> yeah. Sort of a B-52s <laughs> thing. I would, <laughs> I... I would also say to anyone uh, who does end up watching this production and joins the 160,000 who have, if you're going to watch anything, 
just watch a clip of Jacob for any second and then watch that actor take his bow to see the radical oh my transformation. God, you can't. You, I literally did not know who was I was on, like, I was who like who who's this blonde this kid on stage? Like, I was like, is this like a tech guy who's getting a lot of bows? Like, what Yes, that's happening? what I thought too. Um, yeah. Any, yeah. No, okay. Uh, no notes on that. Okay, so we have the next song I think is called, oh, it's, well, it's Joseph's Coat. Uh, the only thing I, note I have is just the way everyone screamed, and blue! There was a <laughs> lot blue. of masculinity in that, uh, in the whole show, I would say. It's sort of running with hormones. Yes. Uh, my question here, I was amazed at the fabrics descending from the... Oh, the we have to... Sorry, Those we do have to were talk cool. about the fabrics. That was a cool gag. <laughs> how many times... Like, was that a source of, like, str- like how... How the, it was pretty seamless in the production. Like was no, story- don't say it was pretty seamless. People were jumping and pulling, and then five seconds later, something would fall from the not sky. Always. Do not give them this no, credit. No, I would say like seventy thirty. Should we good play to it? Bad. Oh well, but here's another thing. When I'm trying to scrub through the show, I got an ad, and this is an this is I think making Robert Hubbard. At least a thousand dollars every year. So this is just a cool little source of passive I, income for I him. Did, I received, I think, three or four ads for Grammarly. Always yeah, at like, yeah. I had a great one right in the middle of close every door. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> and he, then he sang torture right after Grammarly came back. Okay, let's take a look. Red and yellow and green and brown and scarlet and black and ochre and peach and ruby and olive and violet. There's someone, there's a girl on the left who's just jumping and pulling every five seconds. Who, go but back, other, go back. Like, as a backup? Let me see. Like, you have to, okay. Point her out. There she goes. Oh. She just kept was pulling. Was it because it wasn't working? I, I guess it must have been. Oh, while we have this shot up, why, Jesse, are you wearing 10 times more eyeliner than any other boy on this stage? That is a good question. So <laughs> my dressing roommates asked me this question as well yesterday or yeah. two days ago. Yeah. I was watching in preparation. <laughs> They're like, what are you yeah. watching? And of course, I was so excited that they asked. Um, yeah, of course. You want, you were like watching with a, a, a unplugged. Like, yeah. In no way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, this old thing? My friend Dylan, Dylan S. Wallach, great actor, was like, you seem to be the only one wearing eyeliner on the stage. And I was like, no, everyone's wearing eyeliner. And he's like, no, I'm pretty sure it's just you. And I think maybe you two can relate to this. There was something about walking into AP Euro the next day with your eyeliner. And you're like, hey, guys, late night last night and they're like oh right you're in the play and it's like ah, i couldn't get it off i tried everything so what that's, i'm that's hearing really, yeah what i'm hearing is that you had two similar you had two parallel experiences one of you trying to get people to notice. basically it comes stems from a deep need for attention yeah. if i were to psychoanalyze oh, yeah. you of in your dressing room watching the show waiting for people to comment in your ap euro class with the eyeliner waiting for people to comment you just you just need people to comment look your psycho your cycle psychoanalysis of me cycle cycle analysis your, your cyclist analysis of me is spot on that's it's a it's a need for attention from day one that's that's why i do and, what i and do what are 
that's yeah i was gonna say you can't be on broadway and not feel a desperate need for attention no i totally understand like the 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 i'm gonna because also that eyeliner stays on for it does i had the I my version of that. Let was me idle. sorry. Let me just speak for so for the non men here. It doesn't have to. It really does not have to. You could just wash it I, off. I tried everything. Yeah, I tried everything. I tried. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I tried water, hot water, and cold water. I ruined every towel in my house. <laughs> Your mom was absolutely livid. Yeah. But it does. It, so I definitely resonate with that. Um, just this is more a question on the uh, not even a question, just an observation. The set. It felt very like Julie Taymor inspired. Mm. Well, it had a very like she designed it. Uh, we we hired we commissioned well, her to come in and design it. Uh, God, what was the budget? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. the The set. I, I thought the set was solid. I, you know. Yeah, and I I would say across the board, this was a very like like mountable production of Joseph. Like it wasn't pulling any. Well, with one very key exception which we'll get to soon it wasn't pulling any like new tips or tricks it was pretty by the book in Mm. terms of like how the show goes people were really arguing about that in the comments though i think some people thought this was like they were like you brought something so fresh and so new to the scenic design yeah people were saying in the comments which i don't think is necessarily true i I totally disagree with with bringing anything new but if did you notice in the credits that the tech director takes a bow Oh, were, I, well, well, everyone on Earth took a bow, so I yeah, couldn't yeah. tell we the difference. We'll, we, we have to wait to get, but the, the, the yeah. bowing at the end is the number of adults on stage <laughs> who then are singing as well. Like, it's crazy. It's insane. It's crazy. Yeah. So, and now just we're, we're nearly an hour in and we're barely on the third number. So let's keep going to, so Joseph's Dream, that's the next number. I want to speak again for the featured dancers, the corn dancer. What my thought was, first of all, she slayed. She you and she ate. had a little had ear of corn right on her. She she ate corn. She ate corn um, and left not a kernel. They and left <laughs> nary a kernel. <laughs> what I have to say is, I feel bad because clearly there were. I mean, you can speak to this, Jesse. There's probably many girls who auditioned, and they were forced to get the role of wife or corn. Like those were the roles available to them. So you're gonna take what you can get. If you have to be corn, you're gonna be corn. Well, those those dancing girls did get some yeah. feature throughout the show. So they did. They really did. But yeah, I mean, the role of narrator was hotly, hotly, hotly contested. That was the only that's the only female role for girls. Well, there's yeah. there's one more, and it's the angel desk yes the desk ang- can't basically is all you can describe it as right. and that was my high school girlfriend yeah oh yeah. okay that was my okay, high school get into girlfriend it. i don't wait the one who this... was singing behind the in one more angel in heaven in the broke back mountain number she's the one yes singing yeah. she's the featured ah! singer okay yes oh. yes okay yeah okay and of course she she okay. sort of she thought she deserved the narrator she had put in the work politics wise yeah. the, the narrator was hers for the t- it was her role to lose i would say i would like to say something on one thing on record about the narrator and it's the only thing i'll say which is that the first time i watched the first half of the show i went back and watched it again but i was very high and i wrote the only note i wrote or could cogently write was like the narrator slayed and then i watched it again and i was like 
maybe you have to be high to appreciate the beautiful work that she's doing. She's like, she's like, like a, the Grateful Dead or something. Like you just yeah. have to be <laughs> yeah. to really understand. It. You, you have, have to, to trip. Yeah. No, she, she was a, she was a firmly a choir kid, who. Oh, you you don't say. Yeah, yeah. Also, she looks about thirty years old. Uh, yes. Well, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I was like, "Are you?" That's a, not her like, fault. I don't. Yeah, that's not her fault. She has this is she has the cards stacked against her, and we can. This I think is a general is a general thing. Sometimes the costuming, the whatever, will make a senior girl look about forty five years old. She was, you know, talking to children, which already is going to make her look ten years older than she is. Second of all, she was changing dresses into some of the most hideous dresses I've personally ever seen. About every five minutes. That sort of like. 2012 vacation cabana cocktail hour photo that photo was a shoot dress, dress I pulled out. Yeah, horrible, horrible dress. It looks like vomit. So I'm curious because it is kind of the only significant female role, especially if we're not giving a single girl one of the brothers. So walk us through a little bit of, as you were starting to tease at, the politics of the casting for like was yeah. it her and your girlfriend were the main two like how many people were kind of vying for this role i think there were three girls up for the narrator two of which i dated one that i was dating at the time and <laughs> um i i think i don't remember the decision i would love to to i would love to call up jimmy miller and ask him like what that was he probably yeah. received death threats after casting Sadie Flores the narrator oh i'm sh- i'm sure because truly she came in she snatched the role and never looked back was she not one of the three people who everyone thought could potentially be the narrator she was like a out of left field choice an outside choice i can't remember she might have been in one musical before this but she was not like she was not doing theater three she was not doing three shows a year like the rest of the people were Right, right, I'm imagining a text chain between the people who are actually in theater, all the girls being like, who the fuck does this bitch think she is, coming in, stealing our role our senior year, this was my role, this show was mine, they did this show so I could be the narrator type thing. Now, to that end, I definitely thought I deserved the role of Jacob. And... I, of Jacob. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Of Joseph. Of Joseph. The, yeah. The, that <laughs> was another. The, the so that was. Version. Since you've brought it up, I was also one. I said I was wondering. I was like, this is Jesse's senior show. What? Who? What's? What's the Joseph story? Jesse, what? Why would you want to be Joseph when you could be Pharaoh? I did though? not know the magical world that would be unlocked for me by playing the Pharaoh. I thought that that was consolation, and Jimmy, the director. I think tried very hard to convince me that actually he was doing me a favor by casting me as the Pharaoh, but I did not believe it at the time. I thought I deserved Joseph is a Joseph. nothing burger role. It totally but it's, is. But it's its name. It's, it's name Joseph. and it's cloud. I yeah. get it. You yeah, get to you get to be called Joseph. The titular clothes. Now, yeah, the reality is me. I could not sing well enough to do that. Um, yeah. So yeah, I well well. But I would say you you hit all the notes in your in when you had to hit notes. Yeah. In them. No, I'm a fine singer. I just don't think anyone wants to to hear me sing solo like a real you know eleven o'clock number or end of act one type of song. No one wants yeah, to hear yeah, me yeah. sing that. I'm fine Maybe to do six, th- 6 p.m. I'm a character. Yeah. I'm a character singer when it comes down to it. 
a huge bring down the house. Well, and it's I also thought that that the kid who played Joseph, which and maybe this has something to do with it, had a little bit of the Donny Osmond look to him. Yeah, that was so iconic in uh, in the video production. Of right, Joseph. Right. So in a look perspective, I guess I I saw that, but also that kid could not have done Pharaoh. Like, that would have, like... No, no, yeah, it wouldn't have worked. It would, yeah, right. it would not have worked in the opposite direction. And, and I don't think, you know, you're on Broadway now, so we don't have to console you about not being Joseph, but I <laughs> yeah, definitely yeah. was, like... I definitely did a thought where I was, like, did Jesse want this role? Like, and how Desperately. many other, also, how many seniors were in this production? I think it... All of the senior boys that auditioned, I think, were cast... Because the okay. so the one who sings one more angel in heaven is a senior, the one who sing that's my mm-hmm. one of my best friends still to this day. We taught I I sent him videos of the production and he was traumatized. His vo- I loved. I think he, that was one of my favorite. Oh, he's a numbers. he's an amazing singer. Into, yeah, is he still doing theater? Because that was no, oh, that was great. And he does. Like, he's, he's, oh, he was he's really like, he sings a yeah. little bit and writes music, but he works in the music industry, so I don't think he makes a lot of music anymore. Okay, but he's like, my dad would always say, he has a classic voice, and he kind of does. I mean, he is such <laughs> a good singer. What a what a mort thing Truly, to yeah. say. It's, it's a line of his for sure. You had a dozen sons. Well, now. Um, and then the guy who sings those Canaan days was a senior. And 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 he looked it. So let's discuss. I'm gonna pull this up from eight at about 18 minutes. This this 20 seconds of theater, I think, needs to be investigated for its crimes, both on the side of Andrew Lloyd Webber and on the side of like the costuming and staging choices that. You oh no! I know exactly is, where we're to going. To give a little context, I think the first cat call any of you boys maybe had ever done, and you were asked to cat call. Uh, belly dancing girls. And is this on stage. is this when we're wearing sort of like rap rap attire? Yes, yeah. I would say it's giving very much. So Joseph, I don't know how because it started in the '60s. Maybe in the '90s this song was added because I know sort of songs were just kept being added to Joseph, which they need take them away. <laughs> it's a cantata but after this, all. It's a cantata. Of it course. is a cantata. This this is giving, and especially the graffiti logo. It's giving Ugh. very much like. Uh, having a drug talk so oh no this is you're gonna know yeah you're gonna when some ishmaelites a hairy crew came riding by (laughs) 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 so you're all catcalling these girls dressed i I don't even know how to maybe belly dance vaguely vaguely orientalist again sort of like sort of south asian almost yes yeah it's not right whatever it is and you're i guess catcalling them for what reason because we think they're hot obviously okay right right the same reason anyone catcalls (laughs) right exactly why i catcalled to this day uh no i that that that's a that's a that's a tone deaf section i can say yeah, yeah. And and I, I how did it feel? And maybe, you know, this was a different time. This was 2014. How did it feel what well, in the moment to be directed to like catcall like a bunch of like children? Oh, I mean, didn't have a second thought about it. Was just like <laughs> sure, the direction sure. is catcall like a like a sort of rap rap person. Great. Let's do it. Which is 
Which is yeah. also a question. This is kind of a broader question that I had, which is like sort of getting into the 2014 of it all. Like if I think that, you know, I think that if you do if you do Joseph and you do it at, in a high school in 2023, I'm not saying you don't do Benjamin Calypso, but I'm saying there's at least a conversation that you people don't, are having you about it. You definitely do not do that. Yeah. <laughs> like like it, it, in the 2014-ness of this, like, where, and maybe if I was your high school on it, like, was this kind of like where people were like, well, it's the show, we got to do it. Or was it like we didn't think about it? Like, what, no. Yeah, what was the tone? I, I, I think that 2014... I think we all lived through it was a wildly different time than I mean even 2019 was a different time than right now. We didn't I don't think anyone realized that that a white guy singing the Calypso number was wrong at the time. I think it was funny to him to at the time. It was funny at the time. We were like, "Oh, this is so silly. He's doing this sort of like overdrawn broad West Indian Jamaican accent and also an inaccurate one like he 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 almost slips into like an Asian stereotype at one point. Right. You don't need to you don't need to comment on the quality <laughs> of his accent. It was No, it's bad. At least in at least in the movie there's like a person of color singing that song, which Yes. Made, yeah. But I, I think Jacob it you're right. Make it better. No, I think today either you have a person that is West Indian born or Jamaican born singing the song or you cut the number. I was going to say, or you make it maybe if it's an all-white high school like yours, it was in this production, maybe a Jimmy Buffett-style number where instead oh. of an accent, you do like a Jimmy Buffett That's a good idea. attire. I just came up with this on the spot. See, That's I a reaction. No That's really... actually yeah. an amazing idea. I think that works because um, a little, a little less... steel drum is okay. Also, just like that trope is so done at this point, whereas Jimmy Buffett, yeah. like, that would be a, f- a really funny take to see like <laughs> high schoolers do it. That a, would be very you funny. Know, but Holding you know, I'm a also cocktail, guess, yeah. I'm also get like I mean, my high school and I'm at Jake. I think you're similar too. Of like, it's it, you know, 2014. Like, I would imagine pretty liberal base of the high school, just based on where you are positioned geographically. Yeah, and it's like Obama era. So ever we're like, oh, we're all yeah. We don't. We're all we're all on the right side of every. So it's like, absolutely and, and we do believe in free love. Right, is basically we believe what you're in saying. Free love. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Stop, I don't believe in free love. I just want to call out uh, a moment that yeah. I, I yes. think needs to be called stamp? out. Do you have a time Should I pull it up? Yeah. But the mileage that this one joke in the show got was was baffling to me. Oh, now I can't wait. While you're pulling it up, I also just have to say that at one point, um, my girlfriend did say, because she was watching it with me, she said, and she's for the YouTube audience right there, and it is our anniversary. So oh, happy anniversary. Um, happy anniversary. Thank you. Um so if you're also hearing background noise, it's because she's making breakfast, and she can't be stopped from making breakfast. <laughs> she's got to have her brekkie. It, she did say, especially in re- regards to the belly dancer, she said, the goal of the show seems to be, let's all show each other what the middle part of our bodies look like, <laughs> which, like, maybe just says, like, a, just to, to maybe break the seal there in some way. I have the timestamp. Please, let's hear. What, what's the number? Uh, 2955. Okay, we're jumping ahead a little because we're blasting right past that news and we, we segment, which we have to. We can go back. Okay. First of all, I just want to call out, Jesse. You're, you, there was not a moment on that stage where you were not in it. Like, your face mm. was always reacting to what was happening. If there are, like, children listening to this for tips, children watching Joseph, take away, honestly, from Jesse that regardless of what you do, you're, you're, 
quality of acting, yeah. your quality of singing, not to say yours wasn't high, <laughs> if your face is in it, if your face is reacting, all of, literally all other sins are forgiven. Because I was like, great, mm-hmm. Jesse's in it. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm watching a consummate professional. No, I mean, the acting, the, the quality might not be the best at some times. It might be a little hammed up, but you can't say I wasn't in it. Also, what's what is high school theater if not hammed up? Right. You're not you're not trying to do like a low key no. production of Joseph. There's nothing That's subtle not about even Joseph. Possible. Although maybe like a Brechtian experimental Joseph could be an interesting way in. Um, okay. But we'll, we could talk about that. Okay. okay. That's in the Jimmy Buffett version for sure. <laughs> exactly. 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 Do you have anything Jacob pulled between like twenty minutes and twenty five minutes? Let's say. I don't really have any significant notes about Angel okay. in Heaven other than at 2255 is the first time I heard an audience. That's, <laughs> that's <laughs> but Okay, that's good to call out. Angel in Heaven, again, well, let's just say the person who sang it, great. Like, really great voice. Also, it seemed that the costuming department was very committed to derobing the boys further because the, the cowboy outfits were more naked then like you were all more naked than you were before will you will you um, go to 2448 for me please i absolutely because will. Yes. never have i been more dancer first than in this exact moment i watched this oh my god was this okay, you because i wrote see. a note about what happens around here there's a there's a sort of jazz square into a double bell kick back into a jazz square that i couldn't believe i was able to do Oh, wait, where are you? I'm in the green pants stage. in the oh, front. Oh, you're in green pants. What I'm doing oh is, like, incredible. Just, that was actually such a sleigh. And also, like, not to... Like, everyone no. on that stage did that move. Yes, it looks good. Like, it looks that's uniform. wild. It's, yes. it's mind I I didn't know I could dance like that. Um, I, de- I, I can't dance I would also like to like call that. out these... Yeah. <laughs> These three or four dancer girlies, whoever, whichever one's not your girlfriend, the three who aren't your girlfriend are your your ex girlfriend, of yeah. course, your high yeah, school yeah. girlfriend. One might say, um, are so they they were all uh, like you could tell the ones who took dance lessons yeah. because they were doing a sort of half hearted. I forget what the name of the da- of the move is, but you do like a a, a turn and then you like kick your legs yeah. up and over. And they were they were sort of instructed to do that. So it's really another thing like we were Jacob and I had been talking about last week of like a show your skill right. moment. Like it's a do big, your yeah. skill. Do your do your talent. It's like a big do high school talent, theater yeah. mainstay of like on the audition form, they ask any special skills. And I was a little worried we weren't gonna see it. There's one specific moment towards the end where we do in a big way, but it's like yes. at any cost put that put that talent in, even if it makes no sense. Yeah, I I think we now have to get to the news segment. Oh boy, I think we I have even, to. It's I, how do it, you begin talking? About why? This? I don't. Let's can we give Jesse? I yeah. would like to hear why. No, there's where there's a logistical from? reason for it. Oh, Should we say well, what yeah, as set, well? Like the set is not changing that much. There, it was it a, goes on for seven to eight minutes. It was a big costume change at that point. You you guys can't fucking throw on another like. I don't know. Well, it was the butlers. I forgot the butlers and their gla- the glasses, <laughs> the little round glasses probably took a long time to put on. Maybe maybe we should first describe what it is because this Yeah. It's the most 2014 of, thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Go ahead. This was a a major departure from uh, uh any Joseph that I'd ever seen. Spe- yes, it, that yeah. 
I mean, Jesse, do you want to intro like what? I I would be interested in hearing you describe it. Actually, my description is <laughs> Kathy Leonhoda sells slaves on the QVC, which is not a not their channel. So sort of a continuity error there. No, I think we're, it was the ESN missing... actually, the Egyptian Shopping Network. Yes. Sorry, you're so right. Yeah, Jacob, but we're sorry, Jacob, missing the key point. We are missing the biggest component of this, which is this yeah. is not a staged live no. component, but rather an, an yeah. eight-minute filmed, filmed piece. Yeah. Featuring an actor who was not in on... the show. Right. Oh, Featuring two... that, yeah. yeah. Are, are both of them not in the no. show, the uh, two women? One of them is, one of them is not. I think the Kathy Lee of the two is in the show. The Hoda is not. Okay, okay. She's like, I'm a film actor, not a stage <laughs> exactly. actor. She was busy shooting a pilot at the time, so she couldn't do Joseph. Right, 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 right. Let's get a February, little... So, it's pilot season. <laughs> I can't believe that even in 2014, a, maybe a slave a slave auction that Kathy and Hoda did, would, was there ever a discussion about that? You know, or, again, no? again, we're living in like mid-Obama-era idealism, and I think that the thought was, well, we're not talking about slaves, we're talking about Egyptian slaves. Egyptian, it's and totally, I am, I am yeah. not defending this choice, but I think no, in no, their no, minds, no, no. they weren't like, oh, this isn't calling upon American slavery, this is calling upon biblical slavery. Where, yeah, sure. Jew, Jew slavery. Yeah, Jew slavery. <laughs> yeah, that's the Jew slavery, exactly. I... I just wanted to I just wanted to put this still up on the screen. And again, this is a moment where if you are not watching on YouTube, you This has to be also the thumbnail for this episode, yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> we have the three saddest looking children half naked children who are being auctioned off as slaves uh, to maybe to this the credit of this sketch i could is it that is joseph in the middle that's right? joseph in the middle because, because i could not the, tell the extrapolation of this is that joseph gets sold into slavery which starts yes. the next part of the show no i understand i think i mean andrew lloyd weber couldn't could never have come up with this i'll i'll just no. say um <laughs> sorry also why does it say three canaan slaves mostly used indoors i don't know i can't speak to that is it sort of, yeah my larger question here is also who wrote this who wrote also this is this a valid thing? domain i'm gonna go to egyptian shopping network.com real quick the director wrote this sketch no okay. that's worse and this wasn't a mainstay of your high school's productions that in the middle, like this no, is just no, 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 no. This the, a multimedia aspect? Okay. Are you asking? No, there was never a multimedia yeah. component introduced. Yeah. And while and who we're, filmed this? So Jimmy was connected in the Denver theater world, and so I think he got his. Actually, maybe Robert filmed it. I don't know, but they went to a studio and let me say i was so fucking jealous that i was not cast in this sketch of course which now i'm like kind of happy i wasn't in it but at the time i was Thank devastated God, yeah. no because this, it yeah. meant that i wasn't like sexy enough i guess <laughs> to be a you, to well, be those a, are the three sex the three sexiest boys i've ever seen of what, course. what shade of makeup sexy, sexy my friend ari on the left what shade of makeup is he wearing I mean, he's Something he looks like unknowable. he looks like Alan Cumming in Cabaret with with whatever foundation he's wearing on his face. Yeah, yeah, 
yeah, it's really, really rough to look at. I also just have to say that Joseph kind of looks like Drew Tarver here. Is that oh, weird I see to that. say? Yeah. No, I see <laughs> a little bit. Oh, now we have on the phone Mrs. Potiphar. She loves her slaves. Mrs. Potiphar is Phoebe Waller-Bridge. I think you imported Phoebe Waller-Bridge from England to do an American accent, but let's just get to this. End going. Oh, yeah. okay. No, Sorry. Shocked. Let's just replay that. Yeah. We got a little ass slap there. You can enjoy them coming and going. I think it's oh. worse to know that a gay man wrote this. And I that was this is an L for the queer community. <laughs> um, like, I just have to say that. Now, if you're listening rather than watching, what just happened is that the <laughs> actress uh, she says, sure. so the slaves turn around, so you just see their backs, and she says, you'll love to see them like, coming and going, and then does what is supposed to be a butt slap, but what yeah. at the last moment becomes sort of a lower back, upper butt slap. There's no <laughs> actual hand to butt I don't contact. know. I think she kind of commits to it. Let's watch one more time. It is, you're right. It is sort of upper, like, upper butt meat area. It's still, like... I if I did that I would be still thinking about it. Like if I was that actress I would be like that was the maybe lowest moment of my life. She wanted to be out of that moment as fast as possible. <laughs> Jesse, do you have any context here? None. Or do we need to move on? The only final thing I will add is that this whole written bit, like this yeah. whole extended news bit does open with a straight up ad yeah. for Snuggie, which was a that that was a cultural like not thing. A, I mean, Snuggies were in, I guess, of the time, of course. Yeah, of the okay. We need to blast through because Jesse does need to leave in thirty. I think what should happen here is we we go through the most important things that we need Jesse to answer for, and then maybe Jacob and I can finish out the con. So let's go through. I think if we only have you for thirty more minutes, what we need to ask is we need to talk about yeah. the comments. And the the debate in the comments right. surrounding your performance. Should we just let's just go yeah. to Act Two now because that's where your big that's now, where your big. While we're getting is. all that stuff up, there was a tradition, and I'm I'm sure there was in your high school as well, high schools as well. There was like a backstage intermission tradition where we would all get fired up and scream chants during intermission, and like everyone would pile into one room, and mm -hmm. there were all these things. And then there was this thing in the girls' dressing room, which was never talked about, where they would take their shirts off and dance in their bras, and men were never allowed in there, of course. And we laid down the law senior year and said, This is a serious show. And this requires our focus. And by the way, we're all getting into Egyptian makeup during intermission. So no traditions during intermission. And we we abided to that. This is a serious show? We, I mean, serious <laughs> in that we were taking it seriously. And so intermission was like, became this like meditative sacred thing. I barely had time to get my Egyptian makeup done for the Pharaoh. I mean, we were taking it deadly serious. Mm -hmm. So that was all done yeah. away. Let's, okay. We need to get into the Pharaoh. We need to get in here. So let's just talk a little bit about the casting process. When you heard you were Pharaoh, I mean, I remember hearing you were Pharaoh. I remember my aunt telling telling your mother, telling my father uh, about your casting and saying, I think to him, maybe the words were like, you need to get down here. Like she was like oh. pretty insistent that my dad come see wow. the show. I really struggled with the role for a while and I had to have like a private session with Jimmy who really did me a did me a solid by being like look 
you can do more. You can be really big. You can try doing all of yeah. these different things. Mm-hmm. How about we add an improv for you where you go out into the audience and you talk to an unsuspecting 45-year-old mother? Like, he opened every door for me. Um, okay. Right. Yeah, that was a Joseph reference. Uh, close every door was the reference. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he really, yeah, yeah. he really helped me out and I was struggling. And then I think I felt an immense amount of freedom after that. Um, to do what that's so, what I that's do. That's so beautiful. This is for longtime listeners to this podcast, but if uh, anyone remembers last week, we you know we did Godspell, and I'd say as a stark contrast, uh, Act Two opened with a very cold, uh, frigid performance of Turn Back, Oh Man, <laughs> and it involved audience participation that was so uncomfortable for everyone was so involved. unwanted the audience wanted to be the five people in the audience wanted to be out of there right meanwhile so af- after watching <laughs> that when i wa- it it only all the more because you just when you're in like you just worked that crowd seamlessly and it and it just after watching what that could be really elevated what it was which is like like you're just out there you're with the people you're not missing a beat you're incorporating how they're actually responding and like and and yeah no yeah why 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 was it so horny it was so horny well should we get into the karen of it all Yeah. yeah let's just get into the karen of it should we just watch it so we can oh, just see that little yeah. section. I don't know if I can, but and embarrassed. Jesse. There's something about there's something about the laugh that I do, sort of like interstitial laughing. Yeah. that's so uncomfortable yeah. to me. Okay, I think that actually your laughing was the the exact right response to her unhinged <laughs> behavior. I, yeah. <laughs> Did you know this woman? No, Let's just no. Talk about that real fast. Okay, she was clearly the best because he filmed I think four or five performances. So. Yeah. She was obviously okay. of course. the most willing. Yeah. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> I am the king, the pharaoh, and I will be guiding you on this tour. So let's Egypt also, so the, the Elvis, that's obviously, that's pharaoh. Like yeah. that is in Joseph. Pharaoh is Elvis. Did you, how did you study for this role? Was it Austin Butler style? No, what I don't, I don't think there? I studied hard enough. I do think that, <laughs> I do think what I'm doing is sort of like 25% Elvis and then as someone points out in the comments okay. very rudely, more of an aging rock star vibe. Uh, th- that was rude. I thought that was very rude. I want to I wanna read this comment, actually. Someone yeah. says, the narrator is excellent, as is Joseph, and the brothers, and the brothers. The narrator is excellent, as of Joseph and the brothers. The only letdown is Elvis. He doesn't try to do an impression of the king. He is good, but he sounds more like an aging rock star with a bad laugh than Elvis. When I played this role, I went full Elvis, not any old rock star. The role is written as an Elvis parody. That's how it should be played. I do want to say there is not a single punctuation mark in that entire comment. No, no, no. And also, I know that a 12-year-old yeah, just commented 100%. This. When I played this role in Joseph Jr. Yeah. at my middle yeah. school. Yeah, like. But then someone <laughs> comes to my defense phrases, yeah. and says, you're yeah. right, good points, but no need to brag about yourself. Could you post yeah. your performance if possible? <laughs> really that was like show the receipt right like let's see how good you were so i do think i could have gone further with my research knowing what i know now after going through four years of a bfa conservatory acting program and being on broadway i would do deeper character study i would go harder i would be on youtube had elvis the austin butler movie come out at the time i would have studied that uh i could have i could have gone further 
I have regrets. Well, yeah, and I think now now that that movie is out, that's what uh, Farrah will be Yeah, I was thinking that. I mean, he gives all the moves. Yeah. He, yeah. They're lucky. Okay, let's keep watching. Yeah. How you doing, sir? <laughs> oh, hello, baby. Mm -mm, mm. Hello, hello, hello. You are, oh, sorry, it, I know you're like looking for an audience member to like, who seems to maybe be someone who would be receptive Good to this. For, it yeah. looks like you're, you are just so lecherous in this moment. You are like eyeing the audience with just the most powerful eyes yeah. I've ever seen. And then I put my leg up on the chair, which we'll get to in a second. You do, you do, which horrible. Mm, mm, mm. Hello, hello, hello. Okay. Oh, you look like a pretty young thing. What's your name, baby? Karen. Karen. <laughs> That's Karen. That was so funny. Could not have scripted that. <laughs> well, finish that. Yeah, I mean, I don't skip ahead at this point. Sorry. I need <laughs> you need to hear what else she says. I prefer the name Priscilla. Can I call you Priscilla? Of course, you can call me anything. I can call her anything, okay. <laughs> I can call her anything, okay. How about a hunk of hunk of burning love? Jesse, answer for your crimes. Uh, pass. <laughs> I mean, I think I was just like, oh my God. I'd, she out-improvised me in that moment. Yeah, she really did. I think that was the, that was the big problem there. We need to... It, it's in about 15 seconds, but we need to get to her saying loved it because that <laughs> yeah. was a, also, that's a literal sex I just want to say before you were a, a saying like, hello, baby, hello, sir. I just love that, like, the gender binary of, like, baby and sir. Yeah. I think that th that should Well, there's a whole gender more. binary thing. I mean, there's, like, a deeply homophobic <laughs> joke that runs through the, the end of yeah, the pharaoh where yeah. I'm, like, teasing my friend Jackson with the thing and, and the audience yeah. loves that mm -hmm. he's a guy. The audience was laughing and laughing. And yeah. by the way, that <laughs> biggest, that biggest joke laugh. repeated like three times. Biggest Anytime laugh in the whole like show. Men on men, the audience is like, oh my god, this they're is. They're literally they're laughing. Jackson and yeah, I, the brothers we, we do a tango together. number later, and the audience is like, oh yeah. my god, two men dancing. That's fucking hilarious. That's literally hilarious. Okay, let's keep watching. For the name Priscilla, can I call you Priscilla? Of course, you can call me anything. I can call her anything. Okay. So How about hard. a as your, as hunk of hunk of burning love? It's hard to watch. As you? It's <laughs> so you, fucking Karen, hard to watch. Would you love me. me tender? I'd love you do. Yeah, she says, I'd love you do. Like, love me tender, love me it do. It gets worse. Yeah, it and does that's... get worse. I'd love the best part's about to come up. She loved me do. Okay, baby. Okay, that's good to hear. Now, let me ask you again. Um, You like what the king did up there? <gasps> I loved it. <laughs> Karen, or Priscilla, as I like to call her, she loved it. <laughs> now, let me ask you, Karen. It was so... It's so I, I loved it. She, when she, she did love, love it. Like, yeah. Like, she is She loved it. I want to know if, if, if her children are living in a broken home now after that night. Because there's a chance that her husband and her had a real conversation that night. And she was like, I've seen what's possible out there. And I don't think I can be with yeah. you anymore. And it's a this 17-year-old boy... Yeah. Um, I'm going to wait a year and then we're going <laughs> to. Not that. We're going to do it. I think it. before, so we have you for 20 more minutes. Yeah. Let's get to you. You were nominated uh, for an award. I was. For this performance. Can I you was. talk a little bit about that? Um, yeah. So, so the, the Jimmy Awards, which for any listeners, I'm assuming anyone who's listening to this podcast knows what the Jimmy Awards knows is. Knows what the I, Jimmy Awards is. We are not, do not no. explain. Look, Google it. If yeah, you don't if know you the don't Jimmy know it, Awards, Google you it. Need to, 
learn about it. Get, get the yeah, hell get off out this of podcast. here. And if, yeah, if, if you've made it an hour and a half into this podcast about high school theater and you don't know what the Jimmy Awards are, you've got to take a long, hard look in the mirror. So the Jimmy Awards had feeder awards, and that was feeder with an F, not theater with a TH. They had feeder awards feeder. in a lot of states, states, and ours were called the Bobby G Awards. And our production okay. was nominated in all categories, including Outstanding Musical, but the only acting category that received a nomination was me as Yours the Pharaoh. And I remember yeah. my Jimmy Miller, my high school theater teacher, pulling me aside the morning the Bobby G nominations came out and being like, see, I told you so, which was really cool. And then as even a, a bigger service to me, when we performed at the Bobby G's, instead of doing like a close every door, go, 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 Joseph, which by the way is the worst number in our production. Go, go. It's horrible. impossible horrible. to listen to. You, you barely, you also like, well, yeah, the mixing was horrible. The Sopranos were out of this world bad but also like it barely existed like i think you like yeah. cut a it was little bit it was it. terrible but we performed the we basically performed the egypt number at the bobby g awards and we actually okay we this is crazy i mean this speaks to the sense of drama and theater that we had mm-hmm. in this director we did an egyptian procession in costume into the awards ceremony we were the only school that came in costume <laughs> And we sat there in our little skirts I... and shirtless for two hours or four hours, however long the no. ceremony was. Were you cold? Were you freezing? I think I remember being very cold and like feeling sort of vulnerable, stand, like sitting in it's – the, it's the yeah, Buell no Auditorium where the touring productions go in Denver. And we were sitting in there shirtless. Oh. Yeah. There you go. And then we performed. I... Okay. And I lost to – I believe I lost to the guy who played Elvis in All Shook Up, which – you did lose to the guy who played Elvis and all shook up. I did look. That's ironic. That's crazy. <laughs> that's irony. God. Which, by the way, I don't. I didn't realize this until I started drinking it. But look at the mug wow. I'm drinking from right now. Elvis is back in the that building. Is, so. It says for the listeners. That's bone so chilling. Isn't, stuff. isn't that, that funny? Got this. A great Jesse. Thing, let's so. go through. Do you? What else do you have to say about this production? Because I have some more questions for you. But yeah. if you have any any other burning. Uh, hunk of hunk of burning questions, comments, concerns. I mean, the mega mix is a crime uh, yeah. against yeah, humanity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the outfits in the mega mix are. It's the point. Yeah, Jacob. The, what, black, the black clothes, right? That's like, it's when you come back out for bows. But like, or? everyone was purchased at HM. I'm wearing like the skinniest of skinny jeans yes! and like a you- turtleneck <laughs> hoodie. It's very 2014 H&M. What did they have to offer? Let's all go buy our black ensembles yeah. there. Yeah. We we sort of had the same issue last week with Godspell. By the time we got to uh, uh, one of the last songs, I can't remember, but Jesus' yeah. last song, it was just like him in no costume sitting yeah. and it was blackout. And it was Sorry, like, do you mean when he was this crucified? This felt very much a, like we had- – <laughs> No, what was it? What's the last song he sings? It's not on oh, the road. It's yeah, uh, yeah, whatever. whatever the fuck it, it is, I can't yeah. remember. But but it's just, oh, it was beautiful city, yeah. uh-huh. and and it was basically like what it felt like was we're going into tech in two days. We haven't done this. Like it felt a little bit like when you get to the end, you're sort of limping towards the finish, and it like I mean the mega mix is such an all encompassing number, but it did feel like kind of costume wise. Well, it got I, a think little that, I think that I think that. That was the 
I'm, that was the idea. I'm gonna defend the costume choices for a second. Yeah, no. And I you think, were meant because you. Okay. okay. I have no, a no, thing please. to say too. Please, Jesse, though. No, say, it, yeah. it's that what the mega mix is stripping away the the rest of the show, and it's only doing the the numbers and the dancing. The whole thing. By okay. the way, that mega mix choreography was fucking hard. I remember. Well, it it was. You had a lot. Yeah, of no, choreo it looked really do. hard. Also, they basically let you sing your entire number again for a third time. That's Andrew Lloyd Webber. I mean, that's Andrew Lloyd Webber. <laughs> my, my he loved he loved the Pharaoh. Was watching with my girlfriend the, the my performances as the Pharaoh, which I believe I've forced her to watch before. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been in this for for five yeah, years yeah, yeah, now, and I think I've made her watch it twice before. And she was wow. like. When they have you do it again, that pissed me off. And I was like, what? no, it's, it's fu-. She's like, why would you do it again? And I was like, no, it's, it's funny. It's a gag. And she's like, no, it's stupid yeah. that they make you do it again. I can't believe I have to sit through this thing again. Well, you've already done it twice because you do it and then you go in the audience and you do it again. So it's really the third time. Yeah. Also, yeah. and not at all a reflection on you, the song is terrible. Like, no, it is the, the song, song itself. And it's so damn long. Yeah. It's, like a, it's like a fever dream of a song. It is. Yeah, I will, I will argue again also for the black clothing, which it make, it's sort of like Pippin closing number. They strip back the circus. It's just the characters. It's also the same. In, I think in the show, the, the subtext is that you're all meant to be like actors right. telling the story right. as well, like for the teacher's classroom. Yeah. So it does make sense. You, uh, so you do the whole Pharaoh extravaganza, and then you're in those Canaan days. Which, by the way, I think is the best <laughs> number in the show. What, it is. How, 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 that was a quick, quick change. How did you get? How was that? To, what's you, the? Let's yeah. get the behind the scenes. Did story. you notice? Let me, did let me, you notice the t- when I sort of up. slink on stage halfway through? No, no they I, didn't show when you slink. No, they on do. Stage. They, they do. Okay, let's see. Um. Okay. Go. Where do we? What's go the to like halfway, Let me see if I can pull it up and find it for you. If you watch after this cut in the corner, you see me slink on. Okay. Effortlessly, right, by, I mean see. seamlessly. It's a gorgeous transition. Here I come. Uh, Ready? Okay. Yeah, you were. You slunk on in character. Very sad. That was a good slink. Not on. only do I slink on, but I slink on right into a dance feature. Which uh, yeah, you and do. which you let's play which you that. Hit. Like yeah, you hit really you hit, hard. You hit. Why? My question is why? Why did they choose you for that? Because of your supreme dance skills, or I actually remember when they told me that I was going to do the dance feature. I was like, I kind of felt yeah. guilty that that someone else wasn't getting to do it, but I was happy to do it because you did so much in the show. Yeah, yeah, I have quite a few features going on. You have a lot of features. I, I bet. I mean, did your director feel bad that you weren't Joseph? Like, was that really what it was? Could be. So I yeah. do remember. Okay. Ran I, off stage. Yeah. Like, took a Neutrogena makeup wipe to the face. Scrub, scrub, sure. scrub, scrub, scrub. Obviously, couldn't get the eyeliner off. And then, oh uh, of no! Course. Wait, that's kind of the answer. I think. I think I was wearing extra eyeliner because. Oh no, that doesn't count for Act One. They did ex- they, yeah. they did extra eyeliner for me as the pharaoh, but that doesn't account for but why I'm wearing so much But then wouldn't matter for one. Yeah. <laughs> no, it d- really, really does not. No. Oh, also, I think to point out um, the end, back to the mega mix, you all 
were clothed. Like, you all wore shirts. So I was like, it's possible. There is a world, a world. in which these yeah. boys could wear shirts. Like, even, like, it would make sense even if you were wearing, like, the black shirts under your other... Like, that would have also made sense as, like, a costuming choice. It, it is funny that the stripped-down version is you guys putting on clothes. More clothes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> more clothes. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. I'm gonna defend the naked high school boys. Are you? No. And I'm going to put you on record. Yeah, for I'm doing not going to defend okay. it. Hey, honestly, look, I have yet to reveal my position on the naked high school boys. So uh, let, let's and have Jesse speak. And what is it, pro first. or anti? Uh, let's have Jesse speak first. I'm going to say everyone felt consenting at the time to being mostly shirtless on stage. Okay. I think. I mean, I can't speak for everyone. I thought it was fun to do. It's kind of fun to have an excuse to, like, do something scandalous in high school. And I do think that yeah. like the visual world evoked in the show is pretty solid. And if we were wearing white t-shirts under those, I don't know that it would be as solid. It is Egypt. It's Egypt. Okay. And like you're saying, it's and the Egypt. backdrop is snowy Denver. So you right. really, you know, I think that yeah. it would all sort of like in that, that, that thing that you're saying about it being like exciting. There is sort of like, and I think high school theater is a hotbed for this. In high school, you just have so much, like, weird, like, sexuality, sexual energy that, like, you don't know what to do with. And, like, mm -hmm. you're kind of – and, like, this is kind of, like, a, 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 I think, safe enough way to, like, kind of figure it out a little bit of, like, yeah, I'm going to walk around with my shirt. And, like, it's so awkward and it is so uncomfortable, but it is kind of this, like, outlet of, like, I have these, yeah. like – I'm, like, I'm, like, growing – because it's such a weird time of life if it's, like, I am, like – becoming like a sexually matured person and i don't know what to do with that and it is like fun to be like with the guys and you're like all dancing yeah. with your shirts off or something like that it is a it's a it's it is very strange but it is kind of like a figuring it out through the lens of musical yeah. theater i did have a question about that was it like did you become like a group yeah. the brothers because you all like really meshed well together i remember this being like and again, we sort of talked about this earlier when someone is like, oh, that was the best show ever to grace the Creek stage. Yeah. There's sort of like, you never know what's actually true or what's sort of just rose-colored glasses. But I kind of think that this was like, this was a special show. And there are so many ridiculous things about it, but I had such a great time doing this show. And I think we all made some real memories during this show. Like, it felt like we were in the trenches together doing Joseph and we got a good result. It's one of those things that I think is is so special at high school there, which I guess you did a BFA, so it's a little different. But like, I didn't. I did some college theater, but like, everyone I know from high school who then did college theater was saying like the difference is, high school theater is you have this core of people and you're doing these same show. You're kind of just like a theater company that just doesn't. It's new like show a repertory theater, right? Yeah. <laughs> Whereas in in college, it's kind of just a a random group of 16 people that you'll do a show with and maybe there's a little overlap but it is such a high school specific thing of this this rep group of like totally. people who you essentially live with because you're going to school with them all day yeah so i am curious like so you're saying there was camaraderie it was like a strong community there 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 really was camaraderie um that's beautiful and i think that's a gorgeous place to end and come to our last segment which is you either have to say, and this goes for all of us, but we'll do Jesse first. You either have to say and admit 
who you think slayed the least of every single person on stage, or you can, and you have two options here, Jesse, because I saw on your resume that you have a Cockney accent. So you can either do your Cockney accent, or you can sing 16 bars of the audition song you used most frequently in high school. And by <laughs> oh, 16 man. bars, I don't really know how much that is. It, it, like five seconds. That's long. Music. You That's don't have long. to do a lot. That's... Yeah, not that much. Not that many bars. Uh, I think I'll say I'll, I'll do the Cockney because I don't think I don't think anyone wants to hear me sing on this podcast. But I do think people will think that my Cockney's not bad. So um, yeah, I'm gonna do the Cockney. <laughs> okay, I see your whole mouth shape changed yeah, when you when you did, started did, doing yeah. that. Yeah, that was yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> that was great yeah and honestly thank you and jacob what's your choice wait was there oh, was sorry, there no, the Jesse? person that slayed the least or i, I don't know well no, you had oh, to okay you, you don't but you have can to also... do that now that you did the, if you wait, want I'm gonna to play, also i'm gonna play the fifth although i, I yeah, will yeah, yeah, say yeah, yeah, yeah. patrick zimmerman who played joseph if you're listening uh-huh. i think i think you did a really good job i think you did a nice job i agree i agree that was a, that was a great performance um okay jacob what are you gonna choose <sighs> i don't God, it's all okay. Wait, so it's either it's it's bars or accent or bars or no. Well, you can't. You don't have a. Do you have an uh, an accent on your resume? I don't have have an accent accent. on your resume. I think I do, but it's like U.S. Southern. Like it's not. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not. I'm not selling myself as an accent. No, no, no. Okay. uh, I think. I think I'm gonna have to go with who slayed the least. Oh, and let's hear. I don't want to go with the obvious one. Because I think we yeah, all know yeah, the yeah. obvious one. Yeah. Uh, there was a specific boy in the children's chorus who was wearing a red. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> who was wearing a red T-shirt? I have a couple times. We okay. don't need to pull it up. Who seems so like? I wouldn't even say it seems like he doesn't want to be there, though that does seem clear. He seems like yeah. like poisoned, like deathly <laughs> ill. There's like. And there's one. And maybe oh, actually, I would bring up yeah. the timestamp. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, like, I have it somewhere. Oh, here, 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 here. I'm seeing kids sit. Is it that little okay. kid here? No. So it's actually he's on the other side. And maybe it wasn't red shirt. Oh. Okay, Jake. Do you want to give yours while I look for it? Yeah, I do. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna have to go with who slayed the least, because uh, I can't sing, and it would be more mortifying for me to sing. And I'm gonna also sort of do a cop out, and it's gonna be all the sopranos. Oh yeah. And maybe it's the fault of the mixing, but I'm going to say that every soprano slayed the least yeah. because I don't want to hear them in these harmonies any longer. We we might say the sound mixer slayed the least, but... We could say we could say that. Okay, Jacob, I got the timestamp. Okay, let's, let's get... Yeah, let's hear it. Okay, it's around 4016, so maybe go back to 4010. Okay. I think this is... My note was scared boy, so I think that's what it is. <laughs> okay, where is he? Oh my god! Okay, <laughs> him yeah it's him it's not red shirt it's purple shirt. i think that's blue but oh yeah oh my I th- god okay. i hope he's okay i hope he's okay too he looks for the listeners i can't describe it i would try but he's he's scared sick, he's scared. sick victorian to... child with, <laughs> yes. with cholera i think is maybe the best exactly exactly he's contracted yeah he i <laughs> So I would say he slayed the least. <laughs> he slayed, he's, his sleigh was so below the ground. Um, okay, so I guess thank you, Jesse. Do you have anything you'd um, like to tell the people, perhaps to see you 
in your show? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, for any any New York local listeners, uh, starting or people who want to travel, or people to who want to travel, the Pharaoh. Uh, starting March fourteenth, I am stepping into a larger role in Tom Stoppard's Ooh. Leopoldstadt on Broadway. Yeah. Um, it's it's just like Joseph in so many ways. In, in that, so many in that, ways. it's about the plight of Jewish people at the end of the day. Um, so true. And putting Ari Kononov, Jesse Aronson, Aaron Bloom, and Patrick Zimmerman shirtless on stage in high school is also the plight of Jewish people. Uh, those are actors. It is, those it is very the much the plight of Jewish people, for sure. And then the last thing um, I'll say is let's get this thing oh, to one million. Uh, I'd love let's to Let's get see. it to one. I think after this, it's going to get to one mil. Yeah. Hey, future Jake and Jacob here. Yet again, because we did not have time in the actual recording with Jesse, who is so busy, to talk about the curtain call. And I think it's almost better that he's not here because we're we got a lot to discuss and, and he has a personal connection with these people. Yeah. And to to really get into the curtain call, you need to have no emotional attachment to this show. Because this curtain exactly. call is all it's all emotional. It's so emotional. And I think we didn't discuss the mega mix enough, but just scrolling through, it looks like it does last for a cool eight minutes, which is an insane length of time for a musical number to last. Okay, well, the quote of the whole thing is at 52.54. That's where the best quote okay. is. But I'll go to 51.40. So uh, this right. also, you know, we're going to play it. Uh, the cast is already about, including the children's chorus, like 100 people or so. Yeah. And then we have the supporting crew come out. And I'm not talking about students. <laughs> It is not students. I wish it was students. I wish it was that small child from last week. Okay, let's watch. Yes! So they're really zooming in on that adult right there. So there's two adults oh, and then, in... Yeah. Yeah. No, so there's two adults, and then my cousin runs out with a thing of flowers looking like he's so lost... They're being shat. Like, it looks like these are the patrons of this entire theater. Yes. And they're being showered with gifts and flowers, and they're dressed like the most corporate, like, theater board people you could the, imagine. Except the director who's dressed like Harold Hill. The director did just come from a production of Music Man. God, also, there's a, there's a story to be told in this frame of... Hug between <laughs> director and Joseph, Jesse looking alongside, given just the entire production history that we've got. Given the fact that we know that he wanted desperately to be Joseph, it's giving, like, if there was one more night of this production, he would, like, stab the kid who played Joseph in the back. This picture, um, this picture tells a thousand words. Yeah, and, and again, the Harold Hill director, who comes on cheering, like, like, my son, my child, you've done it. Let's see. Oh, so, and he got a kiss on the cheek from Jesse's high school girlfriend. Oh, that's Jesse's high school girlfriend. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, there is a little girl. Where, oh, who handed him the flowers? Yeah. Yeah, there's just all, okay, so far we're two there's for two. always on, a little on girl. Ch infant girl running onto the stage at the end. We'll see <laughs> how this. Barely weaned off of breast milk. <laughs> taking her first steps onto the <laughs> jesse jesse has to instruct the director because of course he had a handheld mic the whole damn time as elvis 
Pharaoh. So he's telling him how to turn the how to turn the mic on. There is a lot of struggle over turning on the mic. With Professor Harold Hill on hand. There's a big Cherry dig Creek's coming out. Cherry Creek's gonna have a boys' band. There's this a what? The There's a big dig at the science department that he's about to. Yeah. <laughs> Not every teacher gets to come to work and get the supplies and 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 have this experience. Certainly, not every science teacher does. Uh. That, right? <laughs> this has been such an incredible experience for me, coming back home to Cherry Creek and working with your amazing students. You have all welcomed me so much, welcomed me home so much. You've given me so much encouragement and so much love. This past week has been just incredible for me, just the best of my entire life. So, thank That's you. That's insane. In- we got what? yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean that is a that is this shows because you know last week director's speech went at the beginning. This week proved yeah. director's speech has to go at the end. Because you couldn't get that amount of emotion yeah. out of someone before the show has gone on. No, and this is clearly like, this is the, I think Jesse told us, you know, this was, the filming was pulled from many different nights, which is, first of all, an immense endeavor. I can't believe someone edited that, edited that all together. Second of all, you know this is closing night, and you know that this is like all the seniors' last big musical, and so they're all crying, he's crying, emotions are so high you know the funny contrast here is because jesse was also this was his first year working in the school i will contrast that with i mean my high school the director who we had who is a legend by the time i had her she was in like year 40 of doing it and she's still and she's still doing it so it's like we were all sobbing but for her she was like all right, let's get the next uh, Whatever the fuck, like, I don't fucking care, yeah. <laughs> like, yep, I made another group of kids' dreams come true. Let's get the next group of freshmen in and push it along. So yeah. it it you are seeing, like, a director's, the first, it's nice to see, like, the first time a director's having this experience versus, in my experience, yeah. the 40th time. <laughs> right, it's so different to be, like, and especially it sounds like he's he's, like, from Cherry Creek or, like, went to Cherry Creek High School, so to, like, be, like, I am coming back and I am directing these children and, and like I just made the biggest fucking difference in their life. Like this is going to stay with them for years. Little did he know it really would, but in a in a big I mean, way. Some of the choices he made, I think uh, it's the shirtlessness. I have probably had long-term lasting <laughs> damage on some of these boys. So I do like how Jesse Jesse started by being like, "No, the shirtlessness like that was our cho- like we weren't pushed to whatever." And then every subsequent thing he said was like, "Well, and I guess I made this huge life decision because I knew about the shirtlessness yeah. that was coming up." <laughs> and I guess I'm still I guess I'm still scarred by blank because I of the I guess I'm still parsing through my my uh, you know, embodiment my own human body because of this shirtlessness (laughs) yeah uh i think i mean there was so much to talk about with this production but i think it's it was just a treat to have jesse and whatever we could say about it like honestly one of the best high school productions of anything i've ever seen in my life like i said like for and especially for a non-performing arts high school like military grade 
precision in how the show was yeah. like almost such that i was like are you guys enjoying this like it is <laughs> there is such a like we gotta keep this show on the road i was saying the first half's what 45 minutes with about yeah, eight minutes yeah. of intro and the second half's about 55 minutes with like 10 minutes of bows and eight whatever. minutes so- of intro and eight minutes of slave trade like this is like right. it's not good <laughs> So I don't remember it being such a short musical, but this thing is like a cool 90 to 100 minutes of just pure show, which is... I do have I do have some history about that, which is that literally in 1965, it was like a 15-minute a long performance at like a school that I think Andrew Lloyd Webber was just like, I don't fucking know. And then they kept adding numbers to make it into a full-length musical so if it seems disconnected it's because it is well and there is a point probably two-thirds of the way through where the narrator's like well we could end the show here like we could yes yeah (laughs) like things kind of are going well but they just nope we got like eight more songs but in regards to the military grade precision i think the context of knowing that this was edited together from multiple nights like the the editor probably trimmed some of the fat here, like of like set changes or moments that may have totally. lagged a little bit. So that's like good context to know. Like it's not this is not raw footage. But I feel like high school theater is like it's like that John Cage piece that's all silence, like four thirty three, where it's just the the guy sits at the piano and there's so like like that is what high school theater is. It's the silence during the set changes right. that takes two, uh, like the a vamping. A cough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that is also part of the show. So I want to see that. Like I want, I, I hope You're that so in right. future. I hope that in future, because again, I said this at the beginning, like this video was like meant to be watched as a video. Like it yes. has a lot of editing in it. You know, I kind of hope that we can get just sort of a straight up single cam you know, is as if we're in that like a POV performance. I no, I completely agree. I want like the shakiest footage. Like it'll probably be unpleasant for us to watch, but so much realer for us to discuss. Yeah, yeah. I don't want clean. But um no. I think I think those are all my notes on the end. Yeah. I, I have plenty of other notes. I think you know, we'll get to them. We'll get to them another time maybe, or they'll just be lost into the ether. But yeah, this was I'm so I'm so glad we got Jesse. I'm so glad that someone filmed this production and edited it. Ed, and that's such a hard word to say. Edited it. It's also like oh, it's almost like the director saying welcomed. He kept adding it. He was like, <laughs> I've been welcomed into this community. Yeah. And I've been so welcomed this week. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you me? Sounds like what's the bear in the jungle book? Like that's like the voice you were just doing. <laughs> like blue. <laughs> The bare necessities guy. Yeah. Um, oh my god, is there like a high school production of the Jungle Book? We should definitely that would be look fun. that up. I was we're gonna thinking get, about what... we're gonna get murdered by Disney. We need to like work up, get a lawyer before we do a Disney show. Uh, well, Jesse, thank you so much for. Thank you. This was my pleasure. For for this was it is it is such a dream to get to talk to someone who's actually in the show. Any dream and will do. Was, and who broke any dream will do, who broke up a marriage. Broke and let's marriage. thank also, of course, Karen. Karen. Thank you, Karen. Thank you to Children's Choir. And um, I'm going to say goodbye. Welcome to hell.